This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. I know I say it a lot. I say it before every episode because I mean it. I am super excited about what God is doing through you. This podcast is to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. If you don't already know that, whether you have your own business, you're working in somebody else's business, or you're about your father's business, it doesn't matter. We want to help you grow your faith in your process of growing your business. I am super excited about the guest I have on today. His name is Mr. Bernard Drew. He is the CEO of the Liberty Real Estate Team up in Flint, Michigan. He's also the CEO of the Freshwater Development Business Center, where he's helping business owners incubate their business in a safe, kingdom-focused environment. I love that. I love that. He's going to talk about more about that during this interview as well. And what I'm most excited about as far as this interview is that he is a proponent of virtue in business. He believes that it's not just about getting the information and making the money, but it's about heart posture. It's about having kingdom character as well. Virtue in business is what we're going to be talking about today. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this. All right, here we go. Bernard Drew here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Bernard Drew, welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast, sir. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you today, sir. Awesome, awesome. So before we get into your business and how you are making an impact in your community, can you talk about how you got to where you are right now? What is your backstory? And that sounds great. I keep things real simple. Um, grew up pretty ambitious, wonderful parents. Grew up in a, in a church-going household that I'm thankful for. Uh, the exposure and experiences we had, and went off to college, became a mechanical engineer, and halfway through, I discovered, man, I really like this, but I don't love it. There's a fulfillment that it was not providing, and so during that undergraduate journey, I come to discover, man, I really love working with people. Uh, I want to impact kids. I don't want to be broke. Therefore, I guess I better find a way to work with kids and have a business on the side so I can make some money and do some special things to bless those kids, and um, lo and behold, I'm very thankful because I discovered that there's a gift for working with kids that I don't possess in the classroom <laughs> that others do have. And uh, thankfully, uh, I had a, a wonderful encounter with an employer who really was a great mentor at that time I was on campus. I got uh, just a great encounter with the Holy Spirit and come to discover uh, several, several months later that my heart that God had for kids was through ministry. And so between ministry and business, fast forward a few years, uh, I connected with a team uh, in Flint, Michigan, that was doing a lot of great work with kids, uh, avidly building and growing businesses. And at the core of that, I have to say, I value the fact that um, the, 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 the director, the pastors, they were all big, strong proponents for marriage. And I had, was just recently getting married, and I knew that I knew that I knew. Ministry's great. Business is great. I need my marriage to be stronger. So we got connected there. And since then, um, had the privilege of working with my wife. Uh, in the acquisition, uh, as an acquisitions manager for a firm of over 600 homes, about 30 commercial buildings, and uh, we've pivoted and launched and gone in some uh, new directions with our own firm in the last few years, and uh, continue to enjoy that journey, and God is great. 
<laughs> Man, there's so much goodness in what you just said. Can you talk about how important it is for us to be obedient to God in our businesses? That's a big statement, and I'll make sure I try and be concise. I'm reminded of, I think, in Second Chronicles, where David is dealing with a, an opportunity to give towards the building of the temple, and he makes this expression like, God, who are we and who is this people that we would talk about the things that we have to give back to you, and it's yours anyway. Like, this all belongs to you. It all came from you in the beginning. Why would we now that we've amassed the resources think that all of a sudden we get to command it when we started, frankly, we had nothing? It's all yours. And so I think from a business standpoint, uh, it's difficult because we live in a society that promotes such a level of pull yourself up from your bootstraps and make your way happen and do this, that, and the other. But from a business standpoint, and life has its way of always allowing you to be reminded that if you're not submitted to God and if he's not the authority, you will eventually find yourself in a circumstance that you are not equipped to handle. And, and that's, that's my response to that important factor. You know, Bernard, you have a huge mandate there in Flint, a huge assignment to not only impact the marketplace, but it's a kingdom assignment too. I want you to share more about what that mandate is, what that assignment is for your businesses and how you are impacting the city of Flint. It really is, is very simple. It comes down to people. And I'm very thankful that mentor that I had, I came up to Flint with, with big eyes and grand dreams of opening businesses. In fact, and the first thing he had me to do was to work raising funds for a children's organization, uh, a nonprofit children's organization. And it was the thought that, hey, at least I interpreted it this way, that if you can't understand the reason and the purpose behind the revenue, you'll be chasing revenue for the wrong reason. And so yeah. I spent the first probably year, year and a half, um, working towards raising funds for a children's organization to support ways to bless children and inspire them. So going back to that vantage point, it was all about kids and empowering kids and, and, and giving them opportunity and being a bridge builder between people who had resources and had been around the block and doing their thing and had been blessed or had abundance and being that intermediary that could speak with them and create an opportunity they could see the benefit in reinvesting uh, through marketing campaigns, through partnerships, community events, pouring back in those kids. That was the purpose of wealth. That was the reason for revenue. And so that still is the case today. And I have to say, one of my greatest joys, as much as I'm going to talk about real estate, one of my greatest joys has been genuinely in the last probably six months, it seems like every other week, it's wonderful. I'm having an encounter with one of those kids from back then, one of those kids from 17 years ago, 15 years ago. I just saw one the other day. I was at the store and I hear, hey, Brother Bernard. And I look up, I'm talking to a guy, he's 30. Like he was 15 in our youth ministry. And I remember having to tell him to take his hat off when he was a teenager at the church because he, he, he just wasn't flowing. And I told him, I'm keeping it. And he said, okay, you can have it. And I said, okay, thanks. Because they had a B on it, not, you know, Bernard. <laughs> Bernard so it's so yeah, funny. Yeah. I still have this hat to today. And the point I'm getting to is that he's doing well. He's got two kids. He's taking care of himself. He's working. He's a responsible, honorable young man. And I'm having these encounters almost every other week, and it just warms my heart. And so as much as I enjoy real estate, real estate is a tool. Business is a tool. Impacting people and touching their lives, that's the motivation. And so the mandate is in that area, in that corridor, I believe there's another season. There's another generation of young adults. I was you know, young and ambitious back then, 23, 24, 25, 26. There's another generation of those men and women now that 
deserve to have the opportunity to be challenged, to tap into their, their gift, and to tap into their capacity to pour into the next generation. And so to be able to pave out in that corridor uh, is heading into downtown Flint uh, and create um, a pathway of beautification of buildings and properties that have been dilapidated and been abandoned and let them see, hey, you can be a part of, of this redevelopment, not just in terms of the structure, but in terms of the, the virtue and the life that can go forth, that's part of the mandate. And so in that, we aspire to help equip uh, 50 business owners in that corridor. Some of them will dominate their own isolated, um, individualized space. Others will share space in some of these locations. But our hope is that through collaborations with individuals like yourself who can continue to keep faith, uh, part of their, 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 their perspective and their vantage point, uh, that they'll see themselves walking through a career opportunity. They'll see themselves walking through, quote unquote, apprenticeship in one of these businesses. And because they're in that environment, because they are being immersed in a, a, a culture that's already promoting kingdom-minded businesses, this is discipleship, on-the-job training discipleship that goes beyond church and its four walls, goes beyond church on Sunday and on Wednesday. Uh, but it's discipleship right there in the workplace uh, and the opportunity to work with business owners uh, who espouse to those beliefs. So that's that's where we're at. You know, I've spent some time with you and I've seen some of the work that you're doing up there. But for those who are listening, talk about how God is using you, your businesses, to make such an impact up in Flint right now. So, so far, uh, and again, I got to give backdrop. I think submission, I think that uh, having a heart to serve is critical. And so as much as I want to take a platform like this and say, oh, we've done this and we've done that. And we'll cover some of those things. Uh, I'll say this, the foundation from it comes from a heartbeat to serve. I'll go back to those years serving uh, when I remember uh, he asked me, that it'd be my uh, supervisor, my boss at the time saying, hey, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, I want to get into real estate. I asked real estate, he gave me the exact opposite. He put me into something different. But I learned to serve. I learned to, to love on people. I learned to trust God as my source, not buildings as my source, not business as my source. God is my source. That my priority is loving him, being obedient to him, loving my wife, loving my children. The rest of that stuff kind of comes with the territory uh, when you've immersed yourself in a life that's committed to him. And so that foundation coupled with an incredible foundation at that time from a ministry standpoint that was built on uh, the strength and, and the sanctity of marriage uh, was, was undeniable. If I didn't have that, I'm just being transparent. We can talk business. We can talk getting aggressive in the marketplace. I, I can talk about you know, some aggressive negotiations and talk about some, some real exciting business deals. Without those foundational character building experiences, this would be just as temporal as, you know, the weather outside in Michigan. It, it, it had come and gone and changed and, and been lost. And so I'm, I'm forever thankful for virtue and character and integrity that allows the things that we aspire to do now to actually have a foundation from which I believe God will allow them to last. Man, I agree wholeheartedly. I believe that the virtue that you're talking about, um, it, you know, it starts with having a relationship with God and understanding that our families our, our, our first ministries, far be it from us to be out in these streets, right? Impacting the community, closing these deals. But when we get home, our families are in shambles. They're disarray, dysfunctional. And so I believe that our families are our first, our first ministry. Our first kingdom platform is our families. So when you hear the term 
kingdom platforms. When you hear that term, what does that mean to you and for you? You know, when I hear kingdom platform, um, I think about the scripture talks about uh, setting your affections on things above um, as a foundation. Uh, setting your affections not on the opinions of man, fearing their opinion, fearing what they will or won't do for you, but setting your affections on things above that God is my source, God is my supply. And because of that, that's my foundation, uh, that kingdom priority, that kingdom perspective, that becomes my platform. Uh, we talk about from a political standpoint, you know, the nation is often so divided because of someone's platform, uh, trying to figure out what do you believe, what do you stand for, um, knowing what I believe and what I stand for has to be at the foundation of uh, what I do from a business standpoint, a personal standpoint, uh, let alone a ministry standpoint. So I believe Kingdom Platforms is really having a clear acknowledgement and identification that the platform I stand on, the foundation that I'm building everything else from, is a platform that's built on the principles of the Kingdom of God. If someone were to drive up to Flint and park in your parking lot, at the Freshwater Business Development Center, what would they see? What would they feel? What would their experience be? All right. Well, they would come and they would find energy. They would find, uh, I think, the kind of energy that is perpetually optimistic, but loves you enough to tell you you need to tighten up. Uh, the kind of love that says, hey, I want somebody to tell me if my breath stinks and give me a piece of gum. Let me know that I got something on my collar. Don't let me walk around thinking that I'm doing something and I'm not. But let's have enough relationship that I know you're only expressing those things because you care. And so coming to the Freshwater Development Center, that's uh, fwdcenter.com. Coming to the Freshwater Development Center, I believe for business owners is a place where we do just that. We're not expecting you to put on airs and act like you're more than what you are right now. Who you are and where you are right now is great. We, we appreciate you. We celebrate you where you are. At the same token, we're going to have real conversations with where you desire to be. And much like you talk about kingdom platforms, from a kingdom perspective, speak life, speak encouragement, challenge you so that you can aspire to be the best that you've been called to be. And that's what you can experience from a culture standpoint at the Freshwater Development Center. And we can talk more about features and the things that are there that you can experience. But from a culture standpoint, that's what you'll get to experience when you come. You know, we talked about the culture piece. So let's talk about the products and features that you are offering the business owners and business leaders who come through Freshwater Development Business Center? The aim of what we're doing is really to cultivate a community. And real estate just happens to be a space where that community is able to reside and do business. And so in this corridor is the anticipation of developing about 12 buildings. And in each of those buildings, averaging about four, uh, four to five business owners each in those buildings. Some may have three, others may have seven or eight, but when they average out, that's going to give us about 50 business owners. And our aim is to cultivate community. So one of the first steps is, number one, from a technical standpoint, yes, we have space available. So if you need your own, uh, we just uh, in February uh, had the privilege with some partners to acquire a, uh, a building that it was going to be just an awful shape. The last owners left it in really bad shape. Uh, we rapidly uh, were able to facilitate the renovations. And there's a tax office. So she was able to move in. Just at the, the, the peak of transition in the tax season, she's doing great there. Uh, amazingly, during that same time, she occupies about half the building. Uh, someone from one of the uh, national campaign offices was looking for office space for campaign headquarters. So we had already developed out the space. So regardless of what their 
political platform was, and I'm not going there right now, that's a whole other conversation. We saw an opportunity to provide a service and a support uh, and provide an opportunity for this campaign office that I think genuinely wanted to touch people, reach people. So uh, we help provide space. So if you need just an independent office, a hundred square foot and a desk, uh, the office there uh, provides individualized offices uh, for roughly $200 a month. That includes all your utilities, your water, your Wi-Fi. Uh, we just installed some automatic uh, cell phone enabled locks at the front door. So you can get in and out, do what you need to. Uh, I'm, I'm having fun with you. You don't pay your rent, I'm shutting you down. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh like that, but hey, this is a real world. Um, notwithstanding, We've got location, we've got space in there for a, uh, a shared collective training room. Because one thing's for sure, let's imagine all you really need is once a week you're hosting a team meeting or a, a, a business presentation where you need to present your business to a dozen people. And you're only doing it once a week. And you need a desk to work at. If you're doing this on your own, you might be spending $800 a month in our environment for that kind of space and those kind of accommodations. Well, by having multiple locations with shared space, so for example, at the center, 1200 West Court Street in Flint, Michigan, uh, we have space there, I believe, for five independent offices upstairs. Uh, we've got one or two independent offices downstairs. And we even have a flex desk space where you just need floating desk space for 100 bucks a month. Come in, I just need a desk to work on three, four times a week and then get out and meet my clients and do what I do. Or you've got a main location in Troy and you do business in Flint once a week and you just need a place to come meet some clients, get some work done, send some emails, that's available. And what comes with the space is not only the uh, utilities, the Wi-Fi, uh, but there's a conference and training room that's flexible. So if you need uh, a dedicated conference table for a meeting with five or six executives, that's available. Or if you need to be able to host a training of some sort with eight, 10, 12, upwards of 20 people, uh, the room is flexible and available and functional for those kind of needs as well. And so our aim is that Instead of you spending 800 bucks a month just for you know a roof over your head at such a, an early stage of your business, it's the thought that if I can help you spend only 250, 200, 300 a month, my hope is that you're then able to still serve your clients, still represent them excellence, and take that other $500 that you would have otherwise spent and reinvest that in yourself, reinvest that in your business, because I want to see you sustain, I want to see you grow. And ultimately, the aim isn't that you're just going to stay here forever. The aim is that you're going to build enough momentum, traction, good habits, that we can be a part of your journey of transitioning to a larger space uh, and eventually, at a certain point in time, being able to own your own space as a business owner. You know, you talked about the culture. You talked about some of your products and services. And it seems like it's more than just a co-working space. Let's not get it twisted. This is more than a co-working space. This is like a business incubator, a kingdom business incubator. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. And this is where I've come to discover, and that's why I have to appreciate someone like you. I've got to learn to stay in my lane. You talk about kingdom platform. If we're not careful, sometimes almost a poverty mentality will cause us to be like, ooh, I don't want to miss out on this money here. And I don't want to miss out on that money there. And we try and carry more platforms than we need to. My main platform yeah. is loving God, uh, loving on people, and creating the space for them to operate in their gift. We've got individuals we work with that, uh, for example, on site, uh, it's the Got Entrepreneurs uh, GEO organization. And so I'm so thankful for the support uh, that Miss Melissa provides us through GEO uh, as just a, a coach to help onboard and help businesses get the basics in order. Uh, she works with another organization called Total Life Prosperity. 
uh, where they're available to assist. If you need to have your uh, company organized and properly structured, they can help you with that. If you need some branding, if you need a banner, you need business cards, uh, GEO helps with some of that. Custom embroidery, they help with that. We've got uh, a young lady that's got an office in the building. Uh, she deals with insurance. Uh, and a lot of times that's a kind of a taboo topic uh, in certain cultures, but it's important that if you're building a business with the dream that I'm gonna leave something to my children and to my family, it's important that you're having some of those conversations early on. And so I could go down a road of so many other different uh, support services, uh, but the essence is I am convicted that my lane is real estate and creating an environment for people, but God has to send the right people with the right heart to provide the missing links that people need. For you and your businesses and the work that you're doing up there, I know it's kingdom-led, spirit-led, but what does it look like to do business in partnership with God? I'm going to say this just because it's fresh in my heart and fresh in my mind. God has challenged me even this morning, uh, and it's been building to this. One of my favorite fundamental scriptures deals with uh, Matthew 22, 37 through 39, where Jesus is, is approached by an attorney who thinks he's going to get him caught up. Jesus, what's the most important um, law? What's the most important law in all that's been said? And Jesus knows that if he answers that question, that's like me or you saying, oh, here's my favorite kid. We'll never live that down. That's going to be dangled over our heads forever because you said that was your favorite, which means I must not be important. Well, the same way Jesus is like, nope, can't do that because then you're going to deem if you do what I say is most important, the rest of this stuff you can skimp on and, and cut short. Well, anyway, I, not anyway, but in, in light of that, being in partnership with God is number one. He, Jesus said, hey, first and great commandment is love me, the Lord your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. So in terms of doing business with him, I have to make sure, and, and I'm not trying to make this over the top or overbearing for anybody that's here that's listening, that we all have our journey. And I assure you, it, it's an ever all time, all life journey. You never arrive. And you may be listening, you may be watching right now, and you may be like, man, me and God, we cool. That's where I was at first. We cool, but you know, I have my business life, I have my personal life, and I have my put on my mask and go to church life. So. I understood that. And part of the journey has been being doing business and partnership with God, learning that he's the same God. He's there everywhere all the time. And the issue isn't him. The issue is what parts of my heart, my soul, my mind, am I going to be willing to submit to him if I'm truly saying I love him? Man, it's tough. He'll challenge you. He'll stretch you. He'll say, do this. Don't do that. He'll say, shut up. Don't try and prove your point right now. This ain't the time of the season for it. Be quiet. Be still. Watch me move. Watch me make it happen. And I think that goes over into the second part of that passage of scripture in terms of, you know, doing business and partnership with God. Uh, he says that you got to love your neighbor as yourself. People often refer to the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. You've got to make sure when I'm doing business in partnership with God, I have to say this. Sometimes if I'm not careful, I'll be so focused on wanting to bless someone that sometimes he'll speak and he'll say, hey, son, bless them. Don't even, don't even go over the top with them on that. Just, just do it this way. Um, and those are occasions where I want to be obedient. More often than not, though, what he's saying is, hey, you have to love them as you love yourself. And part of you loving yourself, Bernard, I need you to still be responsible for the overhead you have for the business. I need you to still be responsible for the family that you've made commitments to. And so in doing that, I have to make decisions in business in partnership, knowing that God is mindful of all of these factors. And I have a heightened responsibility to make sure that the decisions I make express my love to him, 
express my love to myself and also love my neighbor accordingly. And what that does, you know, it makes sure that in negotiations, in business transactions, that there's an equity, that it's important that everybody wins. I can't be running one-sided deals where I'm always winning, you're always losing, because you get a bad name in the community doing that. And I can't be running around doing deals where you're always winning because I'm trying to please you and I'm trying to make you happy and I'm trying to be your friend at the expense of the responsibilities that I carry. And so that's where that balance comes in. And I think that passage of scripture really um, has always and hopefully will always speak um, the right balance to me and my family and in our lives. You know, as we do business in partnership with God, as you said, it doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always look good. Um, the process doesn't always, you know, feel like a sunny day, right? So can you talk about some of the challenges you've had to endure to get to this point? I know, I know that you have some, some, some battle scars. So talk about the challenges that you've had to endure and overcome. And even some of the things you may be growing through right now as you are building this kingdom business. That's a broad question, and I have to give that a lot of thought. One thing that's standing out to me right now, today, right now I'm dealing with a situation, and I'm not going to name the person or the situation specifically, but I'm dealing with someone. Um, so in our business, we've got multiple legs. We've got the uh, Forward Center and the developments with those properties there on uh, Court Street in that area in, near downtown Flint. Uh, we've got the Liberty Management that deals with project management. Um, we provide consultation. Uh, we actually recently engaged with the uh, Small Business Development Center. Uh, to help provide some uh, SBA and emergency loans to small businesses here in the area. So there's a consulting leg to what we do. Uh, the Liberty Real Estate Team is the part that deals with the buying and selling of property. Uh, LibertyRealEstateTeam.com. Um, I've got a scenario right now where we're representing a buyer. They've worked hard and we've had to walk a real journey of faith with them through a number of obstacles. And unfortunately, the agent who's representing the seller on the other side is, is continually doing some stuff that's just not right, unethical, like frankly, I should be turning you into the board. Like you try for it, like for no reason. Like, like not that I would say there's ever a justifiable reason, but you're doing it just, just, just flagrantly. And, and, and the Holy Spirit took me to a scripture in Proverbs today that said, don't malign a servant to their master. And so what does that mean? Part of me was like, look, I'm never like this. Part of me is like, man, I need to go call your broker and tell them, I'm telling all your dirty business because you're trifling. And justifiably, I could and probably should do that. But what the Holy Spirit told me today, because I was going to have a conversation with more depth with their broker today. And the Holy Spirit said, do not malign a servant to their master. And I took that personal today because I believe what he's doing, he's like, Bernard, you're going to go in there and try and build a case of technical details of why this person did this and did that and why it was wrong. And I want you to see something, Bernard, where I'm going to move in a way that doesn't require you to have to use that energy. I want you to conserve your energy. I need your energy for other things today. I've got that fight. And so as you talk about obstacles, I think in business, my observation has been that the technical steps aren't always the hardest things to, to deal with from a spiritual standpoint. It's people. It's when you think you got a plan and people start acting funny, how do you relegate your emotions how do you handle your decision making and even on my best day if I, i'm like oh I, I can build this case step one step two step three if the holy spirit tells me to be quiet am i going to push through because i want to have my two cents laid out there or will i humble down and trust him 
And I think that even though that's part of what's being experienced today, I think that is at the crux of business. Will you listen to God, present these things to him and, 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 and follow when he leads? You know, in terms of, you know, kingdom stewardship, we have to know what we are good at and what we aren't good at. Right. And so what can you get better at? Um, one thing's for sure. I'm slow sometimes because inside of me is an internal perfectionist. I'm an engineer by training, which by training says I want to have the perfect map, the perfect plan, every step along the way. And once I have every step perfect along the way, then I hit the start button. I, I grew up and was groomed in manufacturing and automotive industry. So I'm used to assembly lines and, you know, you've got 5,482 parts that all have to be assembled. So you got to get everything perfect before you start. And I think that from a real business perspective, yes, you got to have a certain level of order. Uh, but I do believe that there's a level of faith uh, that you have to operate in. And for me, some of that faith is the faith that just um, allow certain aspects of the business to flow or start, even though I don't have all the details yet. Uh, it's tough, but there's a time and season where that's necessary. And I think the more intentional um, extension of that is trusting other people to handle those legs. And for, so for me right now, I think that is the next pivotal part of our business is we're right now retooling. In fact, I got it on the whiteboard over here. I'm retooling the order of how we do certain things with the business so that instead of me um, having to be the technician in a lot of areas of our business. Uh, a good book I reference for folks to check out is the E-Myth. E-Myth, uh, it's a great book. Instead of me having to be the technician, I'm a better support to other technicians who, are, who do the technical work of the business. So uh, for example, at your doctor's office, the technicians are really more so uh, the receptionist at the front desk who receives you and make sure that you're checked in properly, make sure that you showed up for your appointment. Uh, some of the technicians are the nurses who frankly probably do 80% of the work by checking your vitals, asking the basic questions, pulling your chart, getting it in order. And eventually the doctor shows up and he acts like he knows everything and not taking anything from doctors, but there's a system in place so that he's entrusted these other people or she's entrusted these other people to handle a number of functions, not because the doctor's not capable, but because they actually love the clients enough to wanna to make sure that they get served better, served faster, served more efficiently and serve more of them. Therefore, you gotta have a team that allows you to do so. And that's, that's where we are right now in our transition is really not only constructing, but trusting and dispatching the team to flow in their gifts and do what they do. I'm able to, when people come through, I had a lady come through to see me about a rental space the other day and she was going to go, she needed to go get her taxes done. I was able to persuade her to go get her taxes done with someone who I know is one of our, in one of our buildings who has a kingdom orientation. I don't know if I'm planting the seed and that person's watering the seed but to know that we have a community that can pass people and care for them with the right meat, set the table for a good environment, but then speak the, work, the truth and speak life and speak encouragement, that's where it's at. I've got an, an, uh, a home inspector that I often refer people to. Same thing. I know, oh, if he shows up at your house to do an inspection, <laughs> I already know what's going down. You're going to have another kingdom encounter. And so uh, what's the message? I want our business to be so, not perfect, but so sound, uh, so well prepared that when I call forth, the quality of our service is not what causes you to stop in your tracks. You're pleased with that. So pleased that I can speak encouragement and speak kingdom virtue into your life. That's, that's the call. God loves you. He's got more for you. And this is just the next step to you get into where he wants you to be.
where can people find out more about you and your companies? Uh, go to www.libertypromanagement.com. Libertypromanagement, P-R-O, management.com. I will be the easiest way to get the, the overarching perspective. And for those that have aspirations to find out more about the uh, business center, that's fwdcenter.com. We're also obviously on Facebook, uh, but we'd love to just be a support and uh, want to keep breathing life into your vision. Uh, and we are focused on being a blessing here in Flint and Genesee County. We're also mindful that, you know, God's going to raise up certain individuals, like maybe the one I'm talking to here, that uh, have an assignment to help carry forth similar virtues in other areas of the state. Uh, and, and who knows where else God will take us abroad. So that's where you find us, libertypromanagement.com. Hey, Bernard, man, thank you very much for being on our show today. We really appreciate you, man. You shared some great nuggets, some great wisdom. And what I appreciate most about this conversation is that you were talking about having virtue in our businesses, the importance of virtue in our businesses. So we continue to pray for Freshwater Development Center. We continue to pray for the Liberty uh, real estate team. And I believe that God is going to do some great things up in there, up there in Flint through you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.